Chapter 10 Nananaba Nahatahyanapa makes a discovery. Many days went by. Nahatahyanapa began to lose count. He decided to focus on the children who lost their parents, keeping the children warm at night, helping them get their fair share of food, and comforting them when they were scared, lonely, or tired took much of his time throughout the day. The soldiers kept threatening the Nabehua people, telling them through interpreters that they were going to a place to be punished. The place was many miles away, and the people were to walk the entire distance. The people were not afraid of the walking part of the threat, but what gave the Nabehua parents great concern was the punishment. The people knew the soldiers were not kind people. The soldiers yelled, fired shots into the air, threw rocks at the Nabeho people, tried to grab the young girls so they could have their way with them, or killed men in front of their families. The people could not rest at night because of their fears of these mean men. One night, as Nahatahyanapa lay beside some little children to keep them warm, he heard people talking in soft whispers of a young boy who took care of the soldier's sheep. The boy had mentioned a woman who was from Zilajin, Black Mesa. The young boy often asked new prisoners if they were from Zilajin, Black Mesa. The young boy knew of a woman who was from Zilajin, Black Mesa. Nahatahyanapa waited until the next night to find the young boy who knew the prisoner from Zilajin, Black Mesa. The clouds covered the moon, hiding the bright light from the full moon. The clouds also muffled the sounds of the livestock that were penned up nearby. Nahatahyanapa was excited but afraid to think that he might soon learn of the fate of his sisters. The clouds in the sky did not muffle the sound of his loudly beating heart. Nahatahyanapa placed his hand over his beating heart to make it beat slower and less loudly. Only a few Nabehua people knew of the young woman from Zilajin, Black Mesa, who was kept prisoner. In secret, a meeting was arranged between the young boy and Nahatahyanapa. The young boy told him of the young woman who was from Zilajin, Black Mesa. Nahatahyanapa learned the young woman had been kept as a prisoner for many months. He also learned that she lived in a little shed with a sheep that she had cared for from the time it was a little lamb. Nahatahyanapa was concerned when he learned the woman was possibly married to a soldier who had left the fort several months back. Nahatahyanapa wondered if she was a spy for the mean soldiers. Nahatahyanapa asked the young boy if he would take him to the shed where the woman from Zilajin, Black Mesa, lived. It would be dangerous for them because the Nabehua people were not allowed to enter the area where the buildings sat. The shed was behind the barracks and officers' quarters. 
so the two men would have to wait until the clouds hid the light of the moon. The shed the woman lived in was far from the open grounds where the Nabeho people were kept. With much fear in his heart, he agreed to go and meet the woman from Tzlijin, Black Mesa. His heart raced as he was led through the resting crowd of Nabeho, people in the darkness of the night. The boy and Nahatahyanapa arrived at a little shed and heard someone whispering from the other side of the wall, Kha'at'ila, what is it? Khaish'at'in, who is there? The soft voice whispered. Nahatahyanapa peered through the darkness to see where the voice was coming from. The young boy moved closer to the wall and found the small opening between the boards and whispered back, Shishtin, Dene, Lapil, Nanit, Aj, Badetopeteje, Haintrago, Nabehotene, Tabetotra, De, Shiketnia, Badetopeteje, Asla, his na, Abiago, Chepela, Kay, Haintra, Bito, the Legine, De, Nara, Bito, his na, Abedilia. It's me. I came to see you with a young man. He is looking for his older sister and his younger sister, and he followed me from the place where they keep the Navajo people. He is also from Black Mesa. He was also kidnapped. There was silence from the other side of the wall. Nahatahyanapa held his breath. No sound could be heard. Nahatahyanapa became dizzy with confusion and excitement. He found that the soft voice belonged to a young woman named Ded Yaja Nazba. His ears were ringing. Could the young woman be his oldest sister? He believed she had been killed. His heart could not contain his excitement, confusion, and sadness, so he walked away from her shed. In silence, he held his hand over his mouth so as not to let a sound escape his lips as he cried. Nahatahyanapa's shoulders shook as he thought of his mother who suffered many months worrying over the loss of her daughters. He wanted to scream the scream that had been buried deep in his chest, but because he was a Nabeho warrior, he had to suppress all emotion. After having calmed down, but with much fear in his heart, Nahatahyanapa went back and asked the young woman if her name was Dedi. Oh, she'eishtim? Yes, it's me, she whispered. He went back several times and began to become reacquainted with his dear sister. He had to get word back to his family about the survival of his older sister and about his own survival as well. With the help of his companion who was very weak and the young boy who knew the habits of the soldiers, Nahatahyanapa was able to sneak out of the fort on a dark moonless night. After walking westward for nearly a day, he came upon some wild horses. He prayed and ran and jumped on a healthy horse and used its rebellious and wild nature 
to ride faster than the wind back to his mother and father's summer home. The ground became his ally. Although the ground and the environment became a blur because of the speed of the wild horse, Nahatahinapa could see the hoof prints in the sand that told him soldiers were near and the area was to be cautiously avoided. When Nahatahinapa reached his mother's hogan, hogan in the high hills of Zlajin, Black Mesa, he was knocked unconscious by someone. His father, who did not recognize the horse and did not want to take a chance that the wild rider was a Ute scout, had thrown a yucca-laced rope around him and pulled him off of his horse, which caused Nahatahinapa to fall flat on his back. The wild horse, without stopping, kept running in a westward direction. When Nahatahinapa regained consciousness, he looked into the face of his mother and his beautiful young wife. Tsek Iznazba was sitting near him, wiping his face with a damp cloth that had been dipped in herbs. What a beautiful sight his eyes met when he opened them. It was worth being knocked unconscious, he thought. His two most favorite women were near him. Words spilled out of his mouth about his older sister being alive and being kept as a prisoner by the white soldiers. He was so excited to share the information that he almost forgot to tell his parents they were grandparents. His mother knelt near her oldest son's body while her body shook uncontrollably from the sobs that came from deep within her. His father looked to the sky and, without warning, yelled loudly to the Creator, Achyeha Nichitra, thank you, our spiritual father. 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 Thank you, our spiritual father. Thank you, our spiritual father. Without shame, Hashkehirnapa allowed tears to roll down his face and water the ground below. Nenanaba collapsed into the arms of her husband. Nahatahinapa watched as his mother and father both fell to the ground in slow motion. His father shielded his mother from hitting the ground hard by allowing her to fall on top of him. In one helpless heap, his parents cried as they held one another. Nahatahinapa felt helpless, watching his mother and father becoming overpowered by their emotion. The relief at knowing their oldest daughter was alive and at the return of their oldest son was mixed with the grief they still felt knowing their youngest daughter was missing. His mother wailed in a high-pitched voice that Nahatahinapa had never heard before. Tears ran down his face. Nahatahinapa was relieved 
that his younger brother had stayed with his parents. His younger brother, Eko Napa, knelt on the ground near their mother as she rested her head on his knee. Tears ran down the face of Eko Napa and mingled with those of his mother. Picking up his mother gently, Eko Napa helped his mother to her feet. Nata Hinapa stood up with the help of his father and his younger brother. His mother and father gently held him in their arms as his father thanked him for his wonderful, unexpected news, saying, Thank you, my baby. We are happy that you came back to us. We were worried about you, but you came back to us. I am sorry to have roped you and caused you to fall off of the horse. Hot tears of relief fell from his mother and father's eyes and fell on the bare skin of Nahatahinapa's arm as he told of the conversations he had with his sister. His father held and comforted Nananaba as she cried bittersweet tears. Many times their tears mingled with one another's as they cried over the discovery of their oldest daughter being alive. Ninanabot's thin shoulders shook with each long-drawn-out sob. Nahatahinapa cried as he watched his mother and father comfort one another. He remembered how he cried with deep emotion when he discovered his oldest sister was still alive. Nahatahinapa was strengthened by the realization that he had spared his mother and Sek is Nazbat's lives. Nabahinelinigi be Sek is Nazbat donama donche donj onne yitra jeiki bekachin dahazli. Because you are a warrior, you have spared the lives of your wife, your mother, your maternal grandfather, and your wife's siblings, his father said in a soft, strong voice as he looked proudly into the eyes of his son. Yat eko na'apa b'nashanin You have trained me well in being a warrior, my father, said Nahatah Yanapa respectfully. Away from the women, Nahatah Yanapa told his father of the sad but quick death of his maternal grandmother, the brave way he caused the horses to stampede and kill the soldiers, and the fight the two young brave warriors had had with the soldiers. He sadly told his father about his horse having been stolen by the Ute scout and how he had been taken prisoner by the white soldiers. Father and son spent much of the day where Nahatahinapa described the soldiers' fort. Nahatahinapa sadly told his father that the group of Napeho prisoners at the fort 
were told they would be taken to another area far away from Nabeho country. The prisoners were told they would have to walk to a land far away because they had lied to the white government. They were also accused of having killed too many of their enemies. The soldiers told the Nabeho prisoners through an interpreter that they had broken many treaties because they had not stopped their raiding. The Nabeho were also told their leaders broke many promises they had made to the white soldiers. Nahatahinapa noticed his father winced at the information he heard. Who really are the ones who keep the people running for their lives? Who really were the ones doing the killing? It was the soldiers with white skin. Nahatahinapa could sense that his father's heart became heavy for his daughters, for his people. His own daughter was being kept a prisoner by the white soldiers, the very same act they were accusing the Nabeho people of doing. Tears streamed down the face of Nahatahinapa when he thought of his beautiful sister being held against her will. He did not want his thoughts to wonder about how she was being treated. Nahatahinapa did not understand it all, but his sister told him she was going to be sent to the place where they punished the Nabeho people. She said she was scared because she had a child for one of the white soldiers. She had told Nahatahinapa she was afraid of her own Nabeho people and their hatred for the white soldiers. She was afraid of what the Nabeho people would do to her child, whom she bore for a white soldier. She told her brother she was also afraid of the white soldiers because they hated her people too. She feared what the soldiers would do to her little one. Nahatahinapa remembered her words as she said, how will my little one be thought of? He is a Nabeho, but born for a white man. Navajos and the white people hate each other. After prayers were spoken for Nahatahinapa, it was agreed that he should return to the place where his sister was being held as a prisoner. He was to protect his sister and her child. But Nahatahinapa had one request. He wanted his beautiful young wife to go with him. That night he had terrifying dreams. He dreamed his beautiful wife was being raped by several soldiers. In the morning, he told his father of his dreams. Our dreams tell us about the future, his father replied. His father continued, 
No, my son, let us keep her here among us. The white men that we are fighting will hurt her. They are terrible. They are not people. They have come here like an epidemic and are now among us. Let us keep her here and take care of her for you. I urge you, go back to your sister and your little nephew. They are in a serious predicament. Take care of them for us. Don't let them harm them. The next day, Nahat Ahinapa was on his way back to the fort where his oldest sister was being held prisoner. This time he was riding one of his own horses. He was given boiled mutton to give to his sister and other gifts her parents and grandfather wanted to give her and her little one. His mother cried bitter tears when he left. As he left, Nahatahyanapa kept looking back over his shoulder to glance at his beautiful young wife and his mother and his father. He was sad, but he was on a mission. He was going back to protect his older sister and her little one. As a warrior, he knew he had to give up what he loved the most. He would have to allow the memories of his beautiful wife to keep him company until he was with her again. He knew his wife's heart was hurting just as his own heart was hurting. They could not be together as man and wife because he had been around the enemy for many days. Songs would have to be sung and prayers would have to be voiced and several days would have to pass before he could have had any physical contact with his beautiful wife, for now memories of her would have to sustain him. Nahatahinapa sat straight on his horse as he rode back into the large cleared area of the fort. He was anxious to see his older sister and give her and his little nephew the gifts their parents and their maternal grandfather had sent with him. Like thieves, and without a conscience, the soldiers threw Nahatahyanapa off of his horse and tried getting on his beautiful horse, but the animal would not let them get on. Nahatahyanapa valued his horse, but he was more protective of the gifts he had been given to deliver to his oldest sister. He walked toward the large group of Nabehua people and heard a loud clap of thunder. The soldiers shot his horse. They shot Nahatahinaba's horse, all because his horse was loyal to him. It did not make any sense to Nahatahinaba. He knew the Nabehua people were in for extremely hard times. 
His father's words were true. These soldiers do not have a heart. He was so torn, torn between the love he had for his beautiful young wife and his family and the love and sense of responsibility he had for his oldest sister and her little one. The only sense he could make of it all was that he would be reunited with his sister. He would greet her little one in the way his father wanted him to. That night, as he lay under the stars, he made a promise to himself. I will survive because of the good woman I have. I will survive because of my beautiful young woman, my mother and my father, and my sisters and my younger brother. I will survive because of all that is wrong with the place here. Among so much wrong, a new baby has been created. The Creator has not forgotten us. I am a Navajo warrior. For that reason, I will watch over my older sister and my little nephew. Away He, the Creator, has sent us a little baby. Nahatahinapa thought as his mind turned to his nephew, the little one whom he had not yet met. I will have hope because my older sister and my nephew and these little ones depend on me. Nahatahinapa told himself as he patted the little orphan children who slept near him. When the light of the moon had been claimed by the dark night, Nahatahinapa woke the young boy from his sleep. Together, in silence, they secretly ran with the treasures Nahatahinapa had been given by his mother and his father and his maternal grandfather to give to his oldest sister. The young boy scratched at the outside wall of the little shed. After a few attempts, they heard someone scratching the wall from the inside of the shed. Daddy, Nahatahinapa hoarsely whispered. Ya, yeah, what? The sweet voice answered. Chagoshinsenia, where did you go? She asked. I did not hear from you for several days, the shaky voice said in sadness and fear. I thought our enemy had done something to you. 
I thought you had been caught. Shittat shininan hitinan hadatanilan sin. I thought it was because of me that our enemies did something to you. His sister answered in desperation. Ntaka shichone donihima donihije pitch in nasista kweyisna anat iliaigi bebitwerdeshne nsengopanina akon nunansta. Nihimadon hijeton hiche ade andashis a Nadeto biyaj bikitin e dolet benia Nadet vidot raiko ndeta shidot need. No, I went back to see my wife and our mother and our father. I went back to tell them you are being held here as captive. Our mother and our father and our maternal grandfather sent me back here. They told me to come back here to watch over you and your son. Nahat Ahinapa waited for a response. Only silence greeted him. Khajbejdo apetbenez masa donsa dekoe dots alpe la niche atayila. They sent you boiled meat and blue corn crepes and ground corn that had been cooked in an underground oven. A kwe nan ja. That is what I brought for you. Nahat Ahyanapa could hear his older sister softly sobbing. Sounds of the soldiers talking loudly to one another interrupted the visit between Nahat Ahyanapa and his older sister. The young boy placed the gifts for Dedi in the usual spot so she could find her gifts in the morning. Then he motioned to Nahat Ahyanapa to follow him. Reluctantly, Nahat Ahyanapa was led away from the little shed by the young boy. Nahat Ahyanapa held his breath as he ran, following the young boy. Without realizing it, he tripped over a rock in the dark, fell head over heels, and continued to roll until he was able to pull himself out of his fall and land on his feet. Without hesitation, he followed the young boy until they reached their assigned place. Nahatahyanapa unwrapped another piece of boiled meat and gave it to the young boy who seemed to swallow the meat and bones in one gulp. In relief, Nahat Ahyanapa fell into a light sleep after scolding himself for being so careless as to allow himself to trip. Nabe Hobanapahij Ekodonil, would a Navajo warrior do that? he asked as he chided himself. He knew his father would have responded in the same manner. More visits with his older sister followed in which Nahat Ahinapa learned what had happened to his two sisters following their kidnapping. The more he learned of what happened to his sisters, anger, compassion, fear, and love washed over him. 
Nahatahyanapa had so much admiration for his sisters. They too were Nabeho Napahi, Navajo warriors. They were raised Nabeho. They were raised to be strong. <laughs>